And now we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament. And our narrative today comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 7. We'll read through chapter 4, verse 11. The Jewish religious leaders were divided into several groups. Two of the most prominent groups were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, the Pharisees separated themselves from anything non-Jewish and carefully followed both the Old Testament laws and the oral traditions handed down through the centuries. The Sadducees believed the Pentateuch alone, that is Genesis through Deuteronomy, to be God's word. They were descended mainly from priestly nobility, while the Pharisees came from all classes of people. The two groups disliked each other greatly, and both opposed Jesus. John the Baptist criticized the Pharisees for being legalistic and hypocritical, following the letter of the law while ignoring its true intent. He criticized the Sadducees for using religion to advance their political position. Now, God's message hasn't changed since the Old Testament. People will be judged for their unproductive lives. God calls us to be active in our obedience. John compared people who claim they believe God but don't live for God to unproductive trees that will be cut down. To be productive for God, we must obey His teachings, resist temptation, actively serve and help others, and share our faith. How productive are you for God? Well, John baptized people as a sign that they had asked God to forgive their sins and had decided to live as He wanted them to live. Baptism was an outward sign of commitment. To be effective, it had to be accompanied by an inward change of attitude leading to a changed life, the work of the Holy Spirit. John said that Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. This looked ahead to Pentecost in the book of Acts, chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit could be sent by Jesus in the form of tongues of fire, empowering His followers to preach the good news. John's statement also symbolizes the work of the Holy Spirit in bringing God's judgment on those who refuse to turn from their sins. Everyone will one day be baptized, either now by God's Holy Spirit or later by the fire of His judgment. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 3, verse 7 through chapter 4, verse 11. But when he, John, saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptized, he denounced them. You brood of snakes, he exclaimed. Who warned you to flee God's coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, We're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater, that I'm not worthy even to be a slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, It should be done. 
for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For forty days and forty nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the Scriptures say, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off, for the Scriptures say, He will order His angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The Scriptures also say, You must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away, and angels came and took care of Jesus. Psalm chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. David felt like he was in the minority. As many as 10,000 soldiers may have been surrounding him at this time when he wrote this. Not only did uh, David's enemies view life differently, they actively sought to harm him. As king, David could have trusted his army to defeat Absalom. Instead, he depended upon God's mercy. Therefore, he was at peace with whatever outcome occurred, knowing that God's great purposes would prevail. We can overcome fear by trusting God for His protection in our darkest hour. David was not sitting on his throne in a place of power. Now He was running for his life from his rebellious son Absalom and a host of traitors. When circumstances go against us, we may be tempted to think uh, God is also against us, but David reminds us that the opposite is true. When everything seems to go wrong, God is still for us. If a circumstance has turned against you, Hey, don't blame God. Seek Him. Run after Him. Trust Him. The word interlude is a translation of the Hebrew word selah, which occurs 71 times in Psalms and three times in Habakkuk. Though its precise use is unknown, the word was most likely a musical sign. Three suggestions for its meaning include, number one, it was a musical direction to the singers and orchestra to play forte or crescendo. Number two, it was a signal to lift up the hands or voice in worship, or to the priest to give a benediction. Or number three, it was a phrase like, you know, amen, meaning so be it, or hallelujah, meaning praise the Lord. Others tell us that the word selah, or interlude, is to be used for us to pause and consider what we just heard or read. Psalm chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, a psalm of David regarding the time David fled from his son Absalom. O Lord, I have so many enemies, so many are against me, so many are saying, God will never rescue him. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory. 
the one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy mountain. I lay down and slept, yet I woke up in safety, for the Lord was watching over me. I am not afraid of ten thousand enemies who surround me on every side. Arise, O Lord, rescue me, my God. Slap all my enemies in the face. Shatter the teeth of the wicked. Victory comes from you, O Lord. May you bless your people. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 10 through 19. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. They may say, come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone. Just for fun, let's ambush the innocent. Let's swallow them alive like the grave. Let's swallow them whole like those who go down to the pit of death. Think of the great things we'll get. We'll fill our houses with all the stuff we take. Come, throw in your lot with us. We'll all share the loot. My child, don't go along with them. Stay far away from their paths. They rush to commit evil deeds. They hurry to commit murder. If a bird sees a trap being set, it knows to stay away. But these people set an ambush for themselves. They are trying to get themselves killed. Such is the fate of all who are greedy for money. It robs them of life.
trust in you We will not be moved We will trust in you Yeah, we won't be shaken We will trust